Welcome to another episode of Explore LA Living. This is the show to top all others, and I'm excited to have you with me for the ride. This is James Dunn, your host and LA local turned real estate agent at EXP Realty. And I'm excited to be here with you today to discuss some of the things that have been going on in Los Angeles since our last episode. I have lots of great info for you. So let's dive into the topics of today's episode right now. Cases of COVID-19 continue to climb all over L.A. County and in the state of California. And because of that, new orders have been issued to close even more establishments that were allowed to reopen. If you remember, in our last episode, we touched on the original order to reclose, which included indoor services for restaurants, wineries and tasting rooms, even movie theaters, family entertainment centers, zoos, museums. So what's now being added are fitness centers worship services, personal care services, nail salons, tattoo shops, barber shops, hair salons, and malls. Those are required to close as well. I was already seeing pictures of some of you getting fresh haircuts, and I was really happy for you. Me being a bald guy, that's never been a problem for me since basically the age of 15, because I've basically been shaving my own head, and hair is pretty much disappearing on its own now, so not really an issue for me. But for those of you that had really wanted to get out there and get your haircut, you had a pretty small window to get that done, at least in indoor facilities. Unfortunately, things are falling back to the way they were. However, I have seen some businesses get creative with the way that they're trying to continue servicing their clients. For example, I've seen images of barbershops setting up their chairs outdoors. In fact, my own brother posted about that, and I thought that was really interesting. So indoor services aren't being provided but outdoor services are. You may see some of your preferred establishments get creative with the way that they're serving your needs, which means potentially getting your service outside when you wouldn't have in the past. So if you're okay with that, then it's possible that you may be able to get those goods and services provided to you. LA is not entirely back in full quarantine, but we seem to be trending in that direction. And in fact, when asked, both Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, and Eric Garcetti, the mayor here in Los Angeles, they definitely didn't dismiss the possibility of going back into full lockdown. That's not something any of us want to hear, especially because we were getting used to being outside again. But it may be necessary if the cases continue to go up. I think many of us agree that the most important thing is the safety of our communities. If we do have to lock down and make that happen, then so be it. I know the impact that can have on families, and I really hope our government, local and federal, realize the sacrifice they're asking families to make and provide relief for any family impacted by lockdown orders. But my hope is that we figure this thing out and show signs of improvement in our COVID numbers so that the city doesn't have to completely shut down again. It's been hard for so many of us, and I, for one, am ready for our communities to return to our normal daily routines safely. Another subject that has been debated for the last few weeks has been the possibility of schools reopening in person. And up until about a week ago, it was really unclear whether schools would actually plan to reopen in person. The LA Unified School District, which is the second largest school district in the country behind New York, publicly announced that it would not start the school year in person and that they would be opening the school year with distance learning, which can also be called remote education or remote learning. The reception to that news was mixed because some families were concerned about how they'll be able to 
plan for their kids' home, school, for the beginning of the school year, especially for families where the providers are still working full-time. So that raises the question, how can I ensure that my child will have an effective learning experience at home while I continue working? That's going to be a tough discussion for some families. And those are the kinds of choices that are being made right now during the pandemic. The other group of people are the happy ones that want this to happen because there's high health concerns about sending children to school right now. And of course, these aren't mutually exclusive things. In fact, there are parents that are happy that there's social distancing happening in the schools, but are still concerned about how they're going to execute it. That's a discussion my wife and I are actually having. And interestingly, private schools still had a chance. The ball was actually in their court for a little while in terms of deciding whether to go in person or remote for a little while because the decision was left to them, at least until this past week when Gavin Newsom issued another order, basically squashing any chance of any school in L.A. County being able to be in person. So any county in California that's on the coronavirus high case watch list, which L.A. County is, cannot open schools in person. So any private school that was considering starting the school year in person no longer has that option. So now that we know that, what has to happen in order for this to evolve? The answer is the county basically has to be off the watch list for at least two weeks before they can reopen any of the establishments that were listed on the closure list. So that's schools, indoor restaurants, personal care salons, etc. So that's what we have to keep an eye on. So basically, just to sum it up, if you're eager to experience indoor dining services or indoor hair salon services or indoor barbershop services, we're going to have to do everything we can to ensure that cases go down and prove that the virus is under control in our county. Otherwise, we're going to be in this quasi-shutdown state indefinitely until the virus runs its course or a vaccine is created. If there's been one benefit to this pandemic, it's been the moratorium on parking tickets in Los Angeles. And if you're like me, you can't stand those things. Every time I see that envelope on my windshield, it really frustrates me, and I'm sure it frustrates you a lot too. But while the pandemic has been going on, the city of Los Angeles stopped issuing citations for parking violations, and they actually decided to extend that through the end of July. That order was planned to expire sooner, actually. So for at least another week and a half, we won't be seeing those envelopes on our windshields. Now, that's just for L.A. Other cities around L.A. have other rules and guidelines that they're going to follow. For example, the city of Burbank has already begun issuing citations. They're not waiting until the end of the month. They're starting this week. So if you're in Burbank, keep an eye out for parking signs, because if you're breaking the law, you're going to get the ticket now. I encourage all of you to look into your city to see what the rules are for your area in regard to parking tickets, because I don't want you to get that annoying little envelope on your car. So I came across an interesting article in Housing Wire that talked about upgrades in homes and what seems to be more desired these days in terms of upgrades while people are shopping for houses is really unique. And I'm sure you won't be surprised, actually, now that I think about it, when I tell you what that most desired upgrade for homes is right now. And it's actually home offices. And this is according to a survey of about 2000 real estate agents by HomeLight. They asked those agents to tell them what their clients were looking for right now. So if you're thinking about maybe potentially upgrading your house and you're looking for something that may be a more attractive feature if you're planning to sell, then you might skip the upgrades to the bathrooms or the kitchens 
and maybe pivot towards looking for a space that you could dedicate to creating a really nice home office. And that makes sense, right? Home offices are being used a lot right now. They're the most attractive update because as we are staying home more often, at least for now, and working at home more often, we want for our workspace to really be comfortable and attractive to us. It's been almost five months since the original shelter at home orders were here uh, were issued here in LA County. And that whole time, lots of people have transitioned from working at an office to working remotely at home. And just to make a note here, those of us fortunate to still have work and to be able to work remotely are fortunate. So I'm thankful that I have that opportunity to be able to work from home remotely. Following the home office was less dense location. So we're talking about people wanting to move to suburbs. So that was a feature that was that was uh, attractive. People are moving to suburbs versus trying to stay in the urban spaces across the country. And private spacious outdoor spaces. So that puts us in the conversation around having yard space. Now, before I move on from this topic, I want to talk about the privilege and luxury that is being able to work from home. That is a very different dynamic from frontline workers and essential workers and those that are out there working during the pandemic who are still going into their workplaces to serve the needs of the community. And I'm mainly thinking of workers in the medical field, such as nurses, doctors, administrators, and facility workers at hospitals, and people working as essential workers in our grocery stores, in our delivery services, in anything that's out there right now. And if I've skipped your profession, please forgive me. I want to make sure that you feel included. So I want to say I'm eternally grateful for those of you that are out there working in those sectors, trying to keep us safe and healthy during this time, who are trying to give us some sense of normalcy for those things that we need. I acknowledge you and I appreciate you. So let's take a quick look at the numbers for June in our real estate market here in Los Angeles. What I try to do at least once every month is look and see what the trends are in LA and how they've evolved over time. If you're interested in something a little more specific to where you are or where your home is, or if you're just curious about certain parts of LA, just reach out to me and I'd be happy to get you that information. On today's episode, I'm going to talk in a broader sense just so that we have an understanding of where our market is in general here in Los Angeles. Since the pandemic, I've been paying attention to the numbers to see how staying at home and the restrictions that have been placed on our county would impact our housing market. And the numbers seem to be trending exactly as they have been over the last several months, even before the pandemic. The amount of homes for sale are down and have dropped even more. The prices of homes that are selling are still going up. The amount of new listings that are coming on the market are down significantly. The amount of time it takes for homes to sell is actually going up just a tad, but not too much. And that's basically the way that it's been for some time. In fact, if there's anything the pandemic has done, it's really amplified those trends before the country and the county shut down. Inventory's low. Prices are up and are still going up for the most part in most areas. And that's how they were before the pandemic. And the amount of time it took to sell a property was very fast then too. So very little has changed. One of the questions that is being asked before uh, April was how is the pandemic going to impact the trends in housing? I can tell you from personal experience that I have clients that are experiencing multiple offer scenarios, so it's very competitive in a lot of markets in LA. Buyers have to be aggressive right now when they are trying to get an escrow, so that means coming out with your strongest offers almost right away. There's no waiting. There are no quote-unquote deals happening right now, at least not on the open housing market 
and even for off-market sales. Deals aren't happening the way a lot of people would imagine. I know that people kind of want to find that hidden inventory where you know people are willing to take an offer that's below market value, and and that's very rare. And if you do have opportunities like that in your lap at this point in time, then be extremely grateful that you have the means and resources to get that opportunity. So you're very fortunate in that regard if you have that in your lap. But for the majority of society who go through traditional channels and look on the open market, you're going to experience some competition. The flip side is sellers are really in control in so many ways. The lack of inventory has given the seller the upper hand, and that means that if you're listing your house and you set it up and marketed it correctly, you're going to be an escrow within a couple of weeks, and the property should be sold within 30 to 45 days after that, barring any unforeseen hiccups. Now, if you're concerned about the process of letting people see your home in person during these times, then I completely understand that. The good news for you is that there have been multiple versions of protocols released by the California Association of Realtors, by the state of California, and many others giving guidelines on how to prepare your home for visitors. You know, steps that can be taken to reduce the chances of anyone coming and leaving behind any unwanted virus. I mean, that's easily the thing that's most important right now. Some of those protocols include wearing masks at all times, hand sanitizers being made available to visitors, shoe coverings, advising people not to touch anything in the house, and limiting the amount of people that can be at the home at any given time. I know that I keep repeating this, but I I think it, it bears repeating. Open houses are not allowed right now. So if you are discussing listing your property and the agents you're sitting with are saying that open houses are a possibility, then they are gravely mistaken. What I have seen is agents getting creative and they're scheduling showings back to back during a window of time so that anyone that's actually interested in seeing your house can get through there during a predetermined time frame. That's better than scattering them, you know, the showings across multiple times on multiple days. If you have any extra questions regarding the process of selling during the pandemic, please contact me and I can talk you through it. And here's the question of the week, again, issued by Jessica, my friend from, gosh, who knows how long, not that long, right, Jessica? It's only been a couple of years. But uh, but the question that she asks is, do cats or dogs make better pets? Jessica, thank you for that question. And I feel like you're setting me up here. But because I know that we have a world filled with dog lovers and cat lovers, I have to tread lightly here. Now, I will say I have never had the privilege of owning a cat. So I feel like I can't speak on cats. But from what I've been told by others, cats are low maintenance compared to dogs and are kind of independent in that regard. And that's kind of my level of exper- expertise when it comes to cats. So uh, so I'll, I'll pivot to dogs. Now, dogs, I can speak on a little more because um, I was fortunate to have a great little pup in my home for many years right after I got married. My wife and I uh, went and got us a little puppy and her name was Nola and she was the sweetest dog and she was the first dog I ever had. And she holds a, a very special place in my heart. Because of my experience with her, I've grown to love dogs. Nola was a dog full of energy. She was an energetic dog and was a great companion. Uh, Anytime I needed uh, someone to go with me on hikes when my wife wasn't available at the time or, uh, you know, she was out of town, 
uh, Nolo is there with me by my side walking up the trails. So uh, I love her very much and continue to think about her even to this day. She was a special little dog. So uh, if you can't tell, I'm a big proponent of dogs and I plan to hopefully introduce a new dog to our family someday in the near future. So that's my dog endorsement. And I defer to my cat friends when it comes to cats and the advice you can give on cats. So there you go, Jessica. Thanks for that question. And that's my answer on that subject. We've reached the end of the episode. So thank you so much for getting to the end with me. If you ever have any questions or any comments, please reach out. You can find me on all the major social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I'm at at Explore LA Living. And we're working on TikTok. So when I get over there, I'll definitely let you know as long as it doesn't get banned before we do that. But uh, I'll make sure to keep you updated so that you can see all the TikTok posts that we're putting on there. But for now, thank you so much for being here. Again, this is James Dunn, the founder of Explore LA Living, your host and LA local turned real estate agent at eXp Realty. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for your support. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so that it's delivered right to you. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.